It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. I'm Jamie Eisner, back again with Jake Arians from Las Vegas. What better city to do this podcast from? Our first NFL Sunday Picks podcast than from Las Vegas, Nevada. Absolutely. Absolutely. Had a great time last night, Fantasy Football World Championships. Checking it out, Jamie and I, and I'm sure Paige will be involved next year. That, I can promise you, uh, we got really excited being around it and watching everything last night and ready to come with you uh, with some good picks today, with some fire. But before we get into that, let's touch a little bit on last night's game from a fantasy perspective. You and I both, there are a lot of things we were right about, and there's a lot of things we're concerned about coming off of that game. One of them is the running back situation in Atlanta. You were lower on Devontae Freeman than most, and... you got to be worried with how much Tevin Coleman was on that field last night. They were split in time, and that's before this so-called knee injury that Freeman had late. Tevin Coleman was in on the second drive. They were in together on the first drive. I didn't have him rated as high as a lot of people for that reason. I think Tevin Coleman really stepped up last year in his absence when Freeman was out with a concussion. I think that's going to continue, and I'd be really scared if I took – because where you took him, you had to take him in second to get him. I mean, yeah. He was flying off the board. The running backs were not that deep, and a lot of people were taking Coleman the ninth, 10th, 11th. That, I think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, I, I think if you have Tevin Coleman, you're excited that he got a lot of the carries in the backfield. At, the, at times, they even split Freeman out in the slot, uh, and then not Coleman. So. He's a little bit bigger. He picks up the blitz better, which you and I talked about during the game last night. You really picked up on it a few times. I just think that that's going to be a split. If they're both healthy, neither one of them are going to really get – I think Coleman's probably going to get more than you're expecting. I think Freeman's production is going to be down. A, a lot yes. like we talked about with Philly last night as well. Absolutely, and – Look, you looked up. If you didn't watch the game and you just looked up and you looked at your fantasy score, you probably thought JJ had this phenomenal performance. He for didn't about, play in the first quarter. He didn't play at all in the first quarter and was really nothing special for the first three quarters. Had a really good run at the end, ended up getting two touchdowns, gets a two point conversion. But I would not be overly excited as a JJ owner right now because Coy Clement saw a lot of the field, Darren Sproul saw a lot of the field, and I don't think that's going to change in the weeks to come. No, I think they're going to go with the hot hand. I think they're going to go with the matchups. And if you took a Jai again, you probably took him second or third round. You might be disappointed because you're really happy today if you woke up, like, like Jamie said, and you saw the 20 point, twenty points. That was a really, really lucky way to get out of that game last night. Now let's talk about the game itself. Oof. Was it god-awful? Yeah, that was some bad football. I mean, 20-plus penalties. Just, I mean, you point out, every special team's play had a penalty in that game. Like, every one of them. And to our credit, we both picked Atlanta. Yes. We both picked Atlanta in the points. We should have had it right. Atlanta <laughs> blew that game yeah. so many different ways. They were the better team, but they were outcoached. The more I think yeah. about it, Sarkeesian, as a, an NFL offensive coordinator, is not cutting it for me. This is year two. You can't go make the same exact mistakes that you made last year in the playoffs. And that was like deja vu. I'm waking yeah. up this morning like it's a bad dream. Atlanta's supposed to have all these weapons, right? They only have Julio. Yeah. And Matt Ryan is overrated. I've been on the Matt Ryan bandwagon for a long time. I disagree with you when you killed him in the preseason podcast. And I have to take that back and agree with you 100% now. He is not fantasy relevant, I don't think. There's so many better options. But, God, that game was just brutal to watch. It's it's disappointing because, look, if you read – look, we're not going to hide from the stuff that we get wrong. I wrote for TDFantasy.com that you should put money on the Falcons' money line at the time. Um, and they actually did exactly what I thought they would. They were going to get the ball, they were going to drive right down the field. The problem was they had four plays in the end goal situation and couldn't get the job done. Then they didn't have Julio Jones on the field for second, third, or fourth down. 
so they had three different drives that got inside the one, inside the one, and inside the 15 that resulted in zero points. You're just not going to win football games if you do that. Uh, but from a fantasy perspective, um, obviously we told you avoid Nick Foles, continue to avoid Nick Foles, avoid Matt Ryan for the foreseeable future. Uh, if you're Julio Jones owner, you're going to get a lot of targets, so you're happy. But if you took a flyer. 20, 20 20 targets last night. You just drafted Calvin Ridley in the first round. He had two. Thomas Sanu, two. Hooper, two. That is a giant discrepancy of this offense that supposedly has so many weapons. Yeah, so Julio Jones is the one weapon you want, which you knew already. You didn't need us to tell you. Probably avoid everybody else. On the Philadelphia side, just, I mean, Nelson Aguilar had. Eight for 33. I mean, if you're in a PPR league, that's. Pretty decent game for you. It's Any a other league, you don't care. Two, maybe a flex. Um, you're going to have better. You're going to worry that, about I would it. Hope. Yeah. Uh, Phil, but just one last note: Philadelphia's defensive line is so good. Now there is one thing I would disagree with Paige, and that was the the Michael Bennett signing was this giant impactful thing. I think Haloti Nada was just as impactful, mm-hmm. and neither one of them are going to be that big of a deal because they rotate so much. But you saw it late. Atlanta's trying to score. Philly's rushing four, dropping linebackers, and they're getting there on every – there's a yeah. fresh. they got uh-huh. eight guys that can rush the passer, and some of it was so unique with Schwartz. Michael Bennett was coming off the edge at certain times, and Brandon Graham was coming up the middle. Like, it was uh, – that that defense looked really good. I was not as high on that defense coming back, and they looked really good. Their secondary looked good. Hardy played really good against Julio, even though he gave up a lot. Uh, he looked really good. Philly – a lot to be concerned with on that offense until Wentz gets back and, and uh, Alshon Jeffrey gets back, but that defense is legit. Yeah, and there's starting to be some indications that Wentz is going to be out longer than, let's say, 10 days, which is until their next game. I've been saying it for five weeks now. Yeah. You're not so, yeah, going to yeah. rush back your franchise, and he is the franchise. I don't care how good Nick Foles won this MVP in the Super Bowl and everything else. Carson Wentz is your future. He's your franchise. You're not going to rush him back. I've said all along I don't think he plays till October. All right, so let's move on to Sunday's games. Let's start with Pittsburgh at Cleveland. And we got some news we woke up to that looks like there's going to be a storm that's one to two inches of rain could drop during the game. I don't know if that changes your perspective at all. But right now, uh, Steelers, Browns, minus four. Uh, for the Steelers, the over-under is 43. Jake, what do you think about this game? I'm going to talk about the game, but I'm not going to pick this one because my dad's calling it. We talked about last week. If you weren't listening, I'm not going to pick uh, an actual score of the games my dad's calling uh, I like Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, Cleveland has a lot of hype. They got a lot of talent. I've been I've been high on them since last April, um, but I don't see it coming to fruition in Week One. I think the big brother's still there. I think the big brother pounds them pretty good. Um, whether whether there's weather or not, I think Pittsburgh is more equipped to handle it. And Pittsburgh's a little bit of turmoil with Le'Veon Bell. I think is going to help them in a game like this, going on the road. And bottom line, Ben owns Ohio. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the weather, to me, I, I don't think it changes the outcome of this game very much at all. Uh, it, it changes the way the game is going to be played, so I, I think I'm really excited if I'm a James Conner owner. Probably pretty excited if I'm a Carlos Hyde owner, but other, you know, maybe I'm not as excited. I'm not that excited being Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster in a couple no, of weeks. No, that, that kind of hurts. Or if, you, if you're <laughs> But starting, I do have Conner on three teams. So. Or if you're starting Ben Roethlisberger. But, yeah, no, I, I think the Steelers are going to – look, I, I love the Browns. I like that team. I think they're going to be much improved. I have them as a six-win team. I just don't think they're ready. After week one. Yes. I just don't think they're going to have the ability to beat the AFC's elite. And Pittsburgh is still that. Ben Owens, Ohio. Uh, I like Pittsburgh. And then obviously with the weather news, I like the under as well. Uh, Moving on to game number two, we have the San Francisco 49ers. The fighting Jimmy G's go to Minnesota. 
Minnesota are six and a half point favorites. Forty six is the over under. You know, I I just I'm not as high on San Francisco as everybody else is. I feel like there's as much as the hype that's surrounding Jimmy G. I think he is a good, not great quarterback. I haven't seen him rise to that level yet. Uh, I think Minnesota has an awesome defense. They have a ton of pieces on offense. Running back situation is a little cloudy right now. I'm not sure how much Latavius Murray is going to use versus Dalvin Cook, but I think they're fine there either way. A lot more than most people think. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is a lot like Freeman. He's more talented than Freeman, but he went just as high, if not higher. And I don't. I think they're going to be careful with him too. I mean, look, I said it a couple weeks ago. There's only been one dude that's ever come back at running back and been the same guy nine months later. Is Adrian Peterson after yeah. ACL, and they're going to be freak. slow with him. So I look at this as I think Minnesota is a better team in every facet of the game right now than San Francisco. I'm not scared away by the six and a half points. I will take Minnesota. I got Minnesota 28-20. I agree with you. There's only three teams that I can say have a top five offense, top five defense potential. That's the Rams, the Chargers, and Minnesota. And they could have one or two at both of those things. Uh, I like Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G could be elite, but his weapons are not elite. McKinnon's out. Uh we're watching this draft last night, this, this big-time high-end draft here in Vegas, and is really, really deep, right? And we keep seeing these receivers go off the board, and I'm like, that's all that San Francisco has is Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon. Yeah. That's not enough, and it definitely ain't enough to go into Minnesota and win. No, it's definitely not. And I just, again, uh, I probably – I'm not in love with the over-under in this game either, but I would guess if I had a gun to my head, I'm picking the over, but – I just don't think San Francisco has enough pieces yet to go on the road. Again, this is the same concept I just talked about with Cleveland. I think San Francisco is a better team than Cleveland, but not by much, but enough. But I don't think they're good enough to go on the road against an elite team in the NFC and get the job done. So I agree with you there. A very interesting game. If you're not paying attention, you might think, oh, this game kind of sucks. But I'm really looking forward to this. Cincinnati and Indianapolis. I I agree with you. Indianapolis, three-point favorites. I think there's going to be some offense in this game. I agree. I agree. This is one of my uh, favorite games of the week. If you, if you are wanting to look at the line and, uh, and and place a wager, this one is really, really, really interesting. Uh, we are all very high on Cincinnati's offense bouncing back. I think Andy Dalton has a big year. I think the addition of John Ross on the other side, healthy from A.J. Green, is going to free A.J. Green up. And I think Mixon's going to have a monster year. Um, again, this one's just... Just really interesting. I, I'm, I'm not seeing Indy as much as I'd love Andrew Luck coming back, and we all know how big a fan of his I am. I can't see them winning this game. Um, I just I just don't. I mean, what are you seeing right now? I agree with you, actually. I, I've thought about this long and hard, and I thought that there, there were a lot of people inside of Vegas that were high on the Colts, and there was a lot of money coming in on Indianapolis. I, I want to go back to this line, not because eventually I want to put it on a T-shirt and sell it for merchandise royalties, but again – 12-win quarterback, 2-win team. And I look at what the Bengals have this year. No, Andy Dalton is not Andrew Luck. But he has better weapons than Andrew Luck. He has a better offensive line than Andrew Luck. He has a better defense than Andrew Luck. I think that team can go into Indianapolis, it's into the Dome, and win that football game. So I'm going to take the three points that Vegas is giving me right now. I've got the Bengals 30-21. to 21. Yeah, I think there is some offense. There's a lot of points being scored. I just don't think Indy has what it takes to really hang in there. And a lot of it's the running game. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what I'm going to get from Jordan I don't know Wilkins. That I've heard of, I don't know if I've heard of some of the guys that are going to play in the backfield for them. Jordan week. Wilkins and Christine Michael are going to split carries. So, yes, if you thought Christine Michael was no longer in the NFL, you were mistaken. He's playing this week. He's going to play this week, and he's going to get in the teens and touches. Like, he's going to play significant time. I'll give me Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard all day over those guys. I mean, if you're talking about who's going to have a better ground game. 
I, I just, to me, it's I understand the, you know, I'm so happy Andrew Luck's back on the field. He's a fun player to watch. I'm glad he can play football again. But we're still have this Colts team still has the same flaws that have plagued them in the past, which is they have not put the pieces around their elite quarterback enough to make a Look, their run. front seven was sneaky good last year on defense, but their secondary is bad. Their secondary is now worse, and I don't think their front seven can play at the same level it played at last year. So there's none of that, none of that equals success for the Colts. Next game, Buffalo at Baltimore. Uh, I got this at minus seven, but it's right now moved up to minus seven and a half for Baltimore. Look, Vegas and me and everybody in the world has no confidence in Nate Peterman. I think that does, that's all that line tells me. Look, I like the kid. I think he can play. But what happened to him last year was so bad, I'm not sure how he ever overcomes it. This one's pretty simple to me. Ravens, solid defense, solid running game. Flacco, uh, everybody's talking about Flacco needs his back against the wall to play good. That's just garbage. He's won a Super Bowl. He's solid. He's not a $120 million guy or whatever they gave him, but he's solid. I've got the Ravens 21-13. Again, when we pick these, I don't look at the Vegas lines. I just look at the game and give you what I think. It's usually pretty close, which it is right here. Um, I don't feel extremely confident in that because there could be a late score, but I really like Baltimore's defense. Yeah, I love Baltimore's defense. It, I don't love it as much as Colin Cowherd loves Baltimore's defense. I believe oh, he had that team yeah. ranked fourth, fourth. In, in the NFL. And again, he had Atlanta number one, so, so none of that's Not a great start, Colin. Just, you know, just ribbing him a little bit here, but... Yeah, I love that defense. I think I think Alex Collins is a solid player on the backfield. I think he's going to be good. I don't know what the passing game is going to I look like. I like Collins yet. a lot this week from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, and Buck Allen. Uh, is if, again, if you have Collins, draft Buck Allen as well because I think he's going to get some touches. I don't know what to make of their passing game yet. I don't know if the, we're going to get a, the John Brown from three years ago. All the receiving course. Get, I don't know how those guys are going yeah. to mesh. Yeah, there, there's a lot. And I'm not high on Crabtree. He's a possession guy at this point in his career. Um, I'm just not confident Buffalo can score. So I don't think Baltimore is going to have to score much at all. Right. So, I mean, that's where I go. Uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore minus seven and a half. I got them at minus seven. If you can hold out and see if that line goes back. At this point, there's no harm in waiting. If that goes to eight, the difference between eight and seven and a half is not as big as the difference between seven and a half going back to seven, just giving you the ability to push if they get within a touchdown. Next game, Jacksonville at the New York Giants. Jacksonville, three-point favorites on the road. What do you make of this game? It's funny because, again, I don't look at the lines. I've got Jacksonville 23-20. to 20. I like the Giants. Well, yeah. I like them a lot the second half of the season. I think they're going to make a push, and if they get in the playoffs, which I have them doing, uh, I think the Giants can make a run. I think Jacksonville is an overlooked team somehow at this point. Yeah, people are back to Colin Cowherd yesterday in his, his top ten. They weren't in it. Nope. And Baltimore was four. Like, I, 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 I think Jacks are a double-digit win team. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really like them. I think – I think they go up there and get it done. I think that defense – I think New York's offense is going to be really good. I think they're going to struggle this week because that defense is so good. I think New York's defense is going to be an ever-evolving thing, but they really want to stop the run with James Betcher. I think they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to do it enough this week to get this win. Yeah, I just think it's a bad matchup for the Giants. Yeah, it is, especially it, week one. Again, you're going you're gonna to put Jalen Ramsey on Odell Beckham. I think this is, you're welcoming Saquon to the league against that front seven. I mean, again, all these guys will have some level of success. They're too talented. This should be a lot like last night's game, right? Yeah. The Giants have all these weapons. Do they do a better job of getting other guys the ball? Yeah. I think they do. I, I love Pat Shermer as an offense coordinator. He's really creative. Saquon Barkley, I'm expecting to have a big night. Now, you also have Telvin Smith, who can run, who's going to be yeah. running with him. It's going to be – there's some really interesting matchups one-on-one if you like the – game within the game, there's going to be some really cool stuff in this game to watch. Yeah, I, I always, in the end, when it comes here, I go with the great defenses. And Jacksonville has an awesome defense. 
three points, I think they get the job done. That's all I need is one score there. And again, the Giants can put up points. I think that's going to be a sneaky, really good team this year, but not not tonight. Excuse me, not Sunday. Next game, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers, and the Saints are nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Does that line scare you at all? The line scares the crap out of me now that I hear it. My pick is Saints 31-17, which I am big, big, big on the Saints. I love Sean Payton, love Drew Brees, love Michael Thomas, love Kamara. They've got a lot to like. This is how this game should go. But I've seen old Fitzy and Fitzpatrick be sneaky enough to make some things happen. He is a gunslinger. He is he will play you to the last second is gone. And they've got enough weapons that, yeah, that line scares me. Again, I picked them 31-17. I think that's how it's going to go. If I was going to actually bet it, nine and a, nine and a half. That's a big line in the NFL, man. Yeah. This Especially is, interdivision. This is one of those stay-away games for me. New Orleans should win this game by multiple scores. Just because they should doesn't mean they will. And if you haven't already experienced the agonizing victory or defeat of a backdoor cover, uh, you you could experience it in this game. Again, I, I could easily see that you have, you know, New Orleans is up 15 or 14 points in this game and then all of a sudden just in a garbage time with 30 seconds to go, Fitzpatrick hits Mike Evans for a deep touchdown that doesn't matter for the game, but it matters and costs you money. But I, I'm going to go with New Orleans here as well. I just, again, I, I want to go with the better team. And I, and I think sometimes going with, at you're, home with yeah. the better quarterback and the better coach. And you're higher on Tampa than I am. I think Tampa's one of the five worst teams in the league this year. So, to me, I'm not going to – I don't want to talk myself into, ooh, I'm getting all of these points with a bad team. I'm going to go with the good team and hope that they get the job done and they put up enough points. Yes. Houston at New England and what might be the game of the week. <clears throat> at least one of them. There's a couple of really good AFC games in, in the late schedule. But in the early schedule, Houston at New England. New England has maneuvered somewhere between six- and seven-point favorites. They're settled in at six-and-a-half-point favorites right now. What do you make of this game? I've got the Texans winning 27-23. I, I guess it's my upset of the week. Um, but I think the Texans, healthy, are a better team. Yeah, I get the Tom Brady-Belichick thing until somebody knocks them off their high horse. They're still the Kings, and that's true. But roster-wise, they're better. I also think Deshaun Watson is going to take a step back from where he was a year ago. I don't think he could play with the same chip on his shoulder, the same reckless abandon. I've talked about it for weeks now. He's still going to be good. But he's coming off an ACL. He's not going to run around as much. He can't just throw it up for grabs because now he has to play a little bit more conservative. Last year, he could just freewheel it. There was no expectations, no pressure, and he played great for six weeks. We'll see. I think all of this, what I'm saying, is depending on him. But that defense is healthy. Tom Brady's offensive line is not. Nate Solder's gone. Win the first-round pick from Georgia is out for the year. That's big concern when you're playing merciless J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney all healthy. I just I like the Texans. I think they're a better team. I think they go up there and get it done. And if, Bel- if you're going to beat Belichick and the Patriots, you beat them in September. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I, I'm not 100 percent confident that they're going to win the game, but I think they'll stay within six and a half points if they do lose. I think this is maybe the New England gets a field goal at the end. To your point, there's two key factors here. Houston's defense is healthy. And the Patriots' offensive line is not. And I think that's really important because when Houston is healthy, which they are right now, we don't know how long that's going to last, they are a premier team in the AFC. Yeah, and if they are healthy, watch out for them making a run late. I just don't know if those guys are going to stay healthy Absolutely. all year. And uh, shout out to Tyron Matthew being named a captain. I was yep. pretty excited to see that. You know, he's uh, basically a family member to us, so I was really excited to see that for him. I know that's a big deal. And uh, he's a big part of that defense, too, as long as he can stay healthy and be the same guy. It's another huge piece for that defense. 
Yes, and that's one of those ones where I kind of hope that line moves to seven at some point so you get a full touchdown with Houston. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if you're really feeling fancy right now at a lot of books, it's about plus 220 or plus 225 on the Houston money line. So if you're really looking to more than double your money and you feel real confident in that, as Jake Eyes twinkle a little bit of thinking about the possibility of that, uh, go with that. Um, obviously, a lot of offense in that game as well. So I start all – Start all of your fancy players. doesn't look like they're going to be affected by some of the weather we're going to see in the Midwest on Sunday. Uh, in my least exciting game of the week, the Tennessee Titans visit the Miami Dolphins. The Titans are one-point favorites. I will say I will not watch – well, okay, I'll be legally obligated to watch whatever they put on the Red Zone channel from this game. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I will not watch one second of this football game. Um, I hate both of these teams with a – just, I don't think either one of them are good. I'm not, I'm not high on Tennessee. I've never been a Mariota fan. He's never shown me that he's anything more than a below-average quarterback. Uh, Miami is perennially just underperforms. I, I don't know how healthy Ryan Tannehill is. I don't know how long their head coach is going to be their head coach. This is just a, this would be normally a stay-away game for me, but we have to pick it. I, I guess I'm going to take the Titans minus got, one, but like I don't feel good about this at all. I got the Titans 24-20. Uh, I think they're that much better. I won't say that a lot this year, I don't think, that I'm, I'm taking the Titans. Uh, but I'm not high on Miami at all. That defense is going to be bad. There's actually some good fantasy options if you have Titans players this week. Um, not a lot to say here other than I, I just think that they're better. I think the Dolphins are really, really got their work cut out for them. They don't have a lot of weapons, and that defense is going to be worse than it's been and the Titans are solid. I mean, they still have yeah, the same roster they had last deep, yeah. year. I'm just not – I'm not sure what you're going to see. Yeah, so I guess from a fantasy perspective, since there's not much we can talk about from the gambling side of things, uh, Kenyon Drake should get some good touches. We'll get a better idea of how they're going to use him in the offense. Uh, I really like – again, we'll see what Corey Davis can do. We'll see what Rashad Matthews, who continues to be forgotten about, who has been a wide receiver three caliber player the last couple of years. Uh, keep an eye on him. I'm trying to, Derek Henry, I'm low on Derek Henry. I, I don't know what, again, the Beanie Wells-Itis thing I said before, I need to see him now that he has a full workload, what that's going to look like. They do like. have a really good offensive line. I they think do. That, that, that could play into this. And I think Deion Lewis is actually a solid option here as well. And if you're looking for just a deep, deep sleeper, um, I think Danny Amendola could be relevant in PPR League. I think yeah, he's going to, could I be used there. So, uh, but otherwise, not a terribly interesting game. So let's make up for it with a really interesting game with a lot of offense. Kansas City. At the LA Chargers, Chargers are three and a half point favorites. I mean, we've talked about it's very interesting because Kansas City, as you've said on the show, top five offense, top five or bottom five defense, maybe bottom one defense. M- maybe they might be without first. Eric Berry. I don't know yeah. what they have left. The Chargers are probably could be top five in both categories. They're at home. I know Kansas City. I know the Chargers are used to being disappointing. I know we're probably not going to get Joey Bosa in Week One. Um, you know, Casey Hayward, we haven't heard an update on what his injury is going to be, whether he's going to miss time. Three and a half points. Does that feel like enough for you? Well, again, I'm, I'm listening or looking at it. I don't know how I do this, but I'm so close to the line almost every game. I've got the Chargers 27-23 at home with a win. Without Bosa, different defense. Without Hayward, different defense. That's very interesting. This Chiefs offense is going to be really, really exciting and fun to watch. There's going to be some turnovers. And a lot of this is going to hinge on Sammy Watkins, who seems like the absolute forgotten man. As we're going through some of these fantasy drafts, the number two receivers on some of these teams and some of these lead offenses are going high. And I'm seeing Sammy Watkins not even getting drafted. He's got a lot to prove. If he can play at a decent level, that offense could be awesome. But that defense is awful. 
And without Eric Berry, I don't even know what you have. I, I'm taking Phillip Rivers over basically a rookie quarterback at home all day long. Yeah, as am I. Again, Kansas City's offense is going to be fun. True gunslinger is Patrick True Mahomes. gunslinger. I mean, you're, you're going to you're going to talented gunslinger. Yes, yes. You're going to see more than I think you see more than one four touchdown two pick games from him yes. this season. Like that, that's Absolutely. what you. But you know what? You live and die with that when you have that kind of a talent. But uh, I just think the Chargers are too well rounded, even without Joey Bosa. I think Haywood would really hurt if they don't play as well because I think that secondary they is – They already lost Brett for the year. Yeah. The secondary is fine. It's not great because of losing Brett. If you now lose Hayward, now it becomes vulnerable. I'd be but, a little scared with Hunt in this game. I don't think they're going to run it real well. And I think the addition of Derwin James uh, following him around and covering him out of the backfield could be interesting. I, but start again, your, yeah. again, Hunt, you had to take really, really high in your draft if you got him. Yeah. I think he's going to take a step back from where he was last year. Start all your charges. I think I have Phillip Rivers in my top ten, uh, Melvin Gordon in my top five, Keenan Allen in my top five. Uh, Mike Williams might be a good play this week as well. Uh, I have an article if you want to know whether or not Antonio Gates should be relevant and when he'll be relevant. You can read that at tdfantasy.com. Uh, spoiler, not week one, uh, if at all. Next game, Seattle at Denver. Denver is getting the standard three points at home. I feel like there's a very interesting divide on Seattle. I feel like there's there's half the population thinks they're like I do that they're going to be an eight or nine win team and they're going to be competitive. Then there's half the population that thinks that they're dead and they're going to be this six or seven win team that's not relevant. What do you make of this team? Because to me, I think Seattle's probably a better team at the end of the season than Denver. But Denver's a tough place to play. I kind of like Denver minus three here. I kind of like – I don't love it. I don't love it, but I kind of like taking Denver at home. I got the Broncos 27-23. That might be a little high scoring for this game, uh, but I like it. I feel pretty good about it. I am not one of these people that thinks Seattle is going to go from what they've been to a five or six win team. Russell Wilson's an elite quarterback. Yes. Doug Baldwin's an absolute pro. Even though he's going to struggle with a knee all year, he's going to play every week. He's going to put up numbers. He's going to be solid. They're expecting Tyler Lockett to be a number two on that offense. I think they're going to run it a lot more. I'm really high on Rashad Penny, maybe not week one, but later on. I've drafted him in all three leagues that I'm playing in. Uh, I think there's going to be some serious relevance there. Their offensive line's better. And they still got Bobby Wagner and Earl Thomas. Yeah, they're not, they're I mean, not dead. They, they're not yeah, completely dead. They ain't going away. Now, I think the Broncos are going to be better. I think Case Keenum's really going to help that out. I think Cortland Sutton's going to be a nice addition there. I think Demarius Thomas is probably getting overdrafted from a fantasy yeah. perspective. And probably and, Emmanuel Sanders underdrafted. Yes, I think Emmanuel can still run. I think Demarius Thomas is a step slower than he used to be. Um, but I think both of these are kind of the, that middle-of-the-pack team, and I'm going to take the Broncos at home. It is a really hard place to play. It's a tough place to play. I think Royce Freeman has a big game here. I, I think this is another, game where, yes, where another really guy can, we're both high on. You yeah. got me on a couple weeks ago, and I got really excited about him. I'm excited about what he has. And, again, for Denver's offense, as simple as this. Their quarterback play last year was abysmal. Even if Case Keenum is 75% of the Case Keenum last year, that is a major upgrade for the Broncos offense. Sure. Uh, again, Russell, it's tough to pick against Russell Wilson, it's tough to, especially against Case Keenum, but I think Denver's a tough place to play. I'll take the three points. Uh, here is my, and I think you and I are both on this, here is one of my locks of the week. Dallas at Carolina, Carolina minus three. I don't get this. Dallas is not a good football team. They have, aside from Zeke, they have no weapons on the offensive side. I think that defense is extremely overrated. There's a lot of hype coming out of Dallas, but really from nowhere else. Carolina's at home. They have a full complement of weapons, I think. Cam has a huge game. He's my number one quarterback for week one. McCaffrey's in my top eight for running backs in week one. Uh, I think Devin Funches is, is flex relevant. I think DJ Moore could be good. Greg Olson's in my top five tight ends. I love the Panthers this week. I think they're going to win by double digits. I agree. I, I can't see 
I can't see them not winning by three. They're yeah. not. Dallas is not going to Carolina and winning this game. I just that front seven, the pass rush of Dallas is good. Yes, it's going to be great when they're playing Eli Manning, who can't move. But that is not in your benefit when you're playing Cam Newton, who loves to run around, and now loves to run around and dump it off to McCaffrey or just take off and run. Or you, there's just so many things that can happen. And you're playing that defense that's built to stop the run. They still got Luke Keekley. Yeah. Luke Keekley and Zeke is not a great matchup if you're a Dallas fan. So nope. yeah, I'm I've, I've, I'm 100 on that one. I got the Panthers 27-17. Yeah, I I love Carolina's game. That's one that's one of my locks of the week. The other lock of the week for me, which I don't know if I mentioned it before, was Baltimore minus seven. I just I think Buffalo's just a bad football team. I give give me the good defenses at home that are with superior quarterbacks. That's all I'm saying about that. I think that sometimes you overthink things. Yep. Better quarterback at home, better defense. That's a good combination when you're only getting a few when you're under one score. Washington and Arizona. This game hovered at a pick'em for what felt like forever. Arizona's emerged in the last couple of days as the one point favorite. Uh, you might know a thing or two about how the Arizona Cardinals play at home, so I'll defer to you on this. But the initial thought from the outside, because I my initial thought and Deville Papa Bear when we had conversations with him thought about this as well. The first thing he said was, "That's a tough team to play at home." Yeah. Do you think that carries over? To this team? I do. I do. It's a great fan base. It's still a hard place to play. It's still a weird trip to come out from the East Coast to do. And that's the only reason that I've got it right on the line again. I'm taking the Cardinals at home 24-23 on a last-second field goal. I do think Adrian Peterson has a big day for the Redskins. This Cardinals team wants to stop the run, but their defensive line is still really banged up. They're switching defenses from a 3-4 base to a 4-3 base. The linebacking crew is solid. They can all run. Um... Not a ton to like here in this game either. I don't think either one of these teams are great. I'm very interested to watch David Johnson to see mm-hmm. if he's what he was two years ago. Those are all He should be. This offensive line's better. They like him. They're talking about how great they are. Uh, we'll see. There's not a lot of weapons other than fits on that offense uh, yeah. with David Johnson. Not a lot of fancy weapons in this game either. You're, you're not uh, you're not starting either quarterback if you're unless you're no. in a 16 plus team league. Obviously, we don't need to tell you to start David Johnson. You drafted him anywhere between one and four overall. You're starting him. Adrian Peterson might be a flex play if you're in a 12 or 14 team league and you don't have any other better options there. You know, I fit Shale just inside my top 20. Uh, I don't think I have any other receiver in this game inside my in really flex consideration. I love Larry, but I think he's getting overdrafted off of his name and, and his position yeah, he's, in the past. He's and a wide receiver what I, too. You just don't know. What, you just don't know what yeah. you're going to get in your new offense. It's yeah. the thing. I think Larry's the same guy, but. How they use him could be drastically different than what's been the last three years. I think he's a middle of the road wide receiver too. Yeah, and I think because then you start to get into like the you get into like this this tier of just you're taking flyers on guys, and I'd rather have for me I've, I've, I I'm the Mario Cooper hater, but I would rather have Fitzgerald than Amari Cooper. I just think there's better upside there. But uh, I agree. I think I'm gonna take Arizona here. I I just I don't like Washington much at all this season. Their schedule is brutal. I think I had them at f- either three or four wins when we did our team totals podcast. Tough flight. Uh, I don't love Arizona this year either. I think you have two. I mean, these two teams are probably going to combine for ten wins this year. But somebody's got to win this game, and I think Arizona basically being a pick 'em at home, you got to go with that. Sunday night football, the Chicago Bears with their new toy, Khalil Mack, go into Green Bay face Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are more than a touchdown favorite, minus seven and a half right now. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I, the Bears I love are Aaron Rodgers, and I damn sure don't pick against him at home. But these are these. But again, I don't, I don't look at the lines. And yeah. this is an inter, interdivisional rivalry on Sunday Night Football and a proud Bears franchise that looks like they're on the up. I've got the Packers winning 27-20 because I don't bet against Aaron Rodgers at home. But again, I don't look at the lines either when I do this. 
that's a big line for a rivalry that's always, always close games. As far as winning the game, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I think he has a big night. I think Jordan Howard has a big night for the Bears. Um, the Bears' weapons are all new on the outside, so there's a lot to be proven there. Uh, we'll see with the new defense coordinator, Mike Pettin, what Green Bay's defense looks like. But I ain't betting against Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm going to take Green Bay even with the seven, and even giving away seven and a half points just because it's Aaron Rodgers. It's at home. I think that there's a chip on his shoulder. I hate that it's this high because I think Chicago's a decent team and I think they can be competitive and they always play the Packers close. It's a divisional game. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of confidence in that Bears team right now, especially after getting Cleo Mack. But he's not going to play a ton. But he's not going to play gonna, a ton. He's going to play some. He's going to be in there, but. And he can wreak havoc when he does, but he's, he's not going to have a full slate like he's normally going to have and probably will have from week two on. And ultimately, when it comes down to it, they got to throw the ball. And they can't and they can't throw the ball with Aaron Rodgers. Trubisky can't throw it. They don't have the weapons there. They don't have the quarterback there. They cannot get into a shootout with the Packers whatsoever. So in the end, I think at home, Green Bay covers. But again, kind of hoping that, uh, you know, fingers crossed that that line goes down to seven. Two Monday night games this week. First one, the New York Jets, Sam Darnold making his, his NFL debut at quarterback against the Detroit Lions. The Lions are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I, As much as there's a lot of hype around Darnold and I like him a lot, this is pretty simple. Detroit was a good football team last year. They'll be a good football team again this year. The Jets are on the rise, but they're a few years plural away from being that. starting a rookie quarterback in his first game yes. of Monday night football. Against I, a good I, defense. Yeah, a sneaky, I love a sneak, the sneaky good defense. I love the Lions in this game. I got the Lions 30-20. to 20. This is one of those, going back to what you said a minute ago, sometimes it's easier to just kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Better quarterback at home, playing a rookie on the road, first game, Monday night. I love Todd Bowles. I love what the Jets are doing. But they're building for the future. They're not building for week one. Um, the Lions have issues at running game. It would be interesting to see if it's Blunt or on Johnson or a mixture of the two. But Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, I think, has a big night. Um, the Jets' secondary is the strength of that team. Maybe that plays into fantasy relevance a little bit, but this one's not real hard to figure out, I don't think. Yeah, at Lust after this week, you're playing Tate, you're playing Marvin Jones. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how on Johnson is used in this offense. I want to see how the backs in Detroit are used. That's interesting to me. Um, I think Isaiah Crowell could be an interesting play because he's going to get a lot of touches. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, for me, this is – I don't, don't overthink this. Detroit – for whatever reason, if, I feel like that Detroit defense has been underrated for some time now. People just don't – maybe because that team is not making a big run, big playoff runs that people don't see. Do you it. like the Detroit defense this week if you got to pick one up, if you didn't draft one high in your Yeah, league? I do. I, I have to see where – I'm actually going to look where I had Detroit's defense uh, in my rankings. But you can see my, my week one updated rankings. I updated them this morning. So Friday morning, they're all updated. So you can see I kind of moved down Ben Roethlisberger a little bit because I just don't – I don't know what they're going to – what the passing game is going to look like because of the rain. Uh, but yes, if we weren't fortunate enough to get one of the elite defenses, I have Detroit as my number seven defense this week. So. Which is, yeah, definitely fantasy so, relevant. You're playing a rookie quarterback without a ton of weapons on that Jets offense. I think that the Detroit defense is absolutely relevant to play in a fantasy situation. Last game, the LA Rams at the tire fire that is the Oakland Raiders right now. Uh, the Rams, who I think are the most well-rounded team in football, are going into one of the worst teams in football's home stadium as only four-point favorites. Am I missing something here? Apparently we both are. I've got the Rams 28-17. I think they're going to be rusty. They didn't play anybody in the preseason at all. But they got weapons galore. That defense is going to be insane. The Raiders' strength is that offensive line. But I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, you got two cover corners with the Rams. 
Linebackers are solid. The defensive line is ridiculous. Marshawn Lynch, we have no idea what's, what he's going to be. Amari Cooper's got to step back up and now be a number one. I think Jordy Nelson actually has some relevance here as a second option. Uh, but I just can't see. Well, one of two things is going to happen. Either the Khalil Mack thing is going to bond this team around Gruden and this fan base around Gruden, or what we think, and it's the opposite. Yeah. And it's the, the beginnings of a dumpster fire in Oakland. I, I just can't see anything other than the Rams going there. Even if they start slow and they're a little bit rusty, they're just better. They're just a better football team all around. And, and look, I, you could say they're going to bond around their coach. One, I have no reason to believe that's the case because I have no reason to believe they agree with the decision that their coach has been made. And look at some of the tweets following the Khalil Mack trade. That didn't seem like a team that was... Including your star quarterback. And if you want to look at the difference, look at what happened. And I know they're, they're a little bit different situations, but look at what the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team said man-to-man about Le'Veon Bell not being there. Look at the reaction Oakland Raiders players had about Khalil Mack not being there. You have a case of one – people said the, the Steelers' locker room was divided. We heard that on the radio coming into town. Well, no. They were very clearly all on one side of this argument. It was just them and then Le'Veon Bell. The problem is now it's you have the Raiders players and your head coach already. You haven't played one week under this head coaching. In the a game head that coach counts. that hasn't coached in 11 years is making yes. a lot of money. And that has a losing record in the last four, five years leading up to him not coaching right. for 10 yeah, years. It, I so know. I mean, all, all of this speaks to the Rams. We're both on them. I, I think from a betting perspective, it's one I would feel really good about yeah. if, I, if I was going to lay something down. Um, fantasy perspective, all the Rams players yeah. are relevant in this. Cooper Cup. Cup Cook, is going to be Cooks great. Cup is going to be good. Robert, Early, of yeah. course. Robert Woods, I want to see because I think he's the one that loses targets more with Brandon Cooks in town than Cooper Cup does. Uh, Gurley's going to be a stud. Rams defense. Rams absolute defense play probably stud. every week, but definitely this week. Uh, you know, Marshall Lynch is probably a flex play. I mean, just he's going he's gonna to get some touches there. But again, know. I think Jordy Nelson's got a lot left in the yeah. tank. I think he's sneaky, going to be good for people that that went ahead and took him that that are playing in deep leagues. So uh, that wraps up our show. So we're going to be doing this every Friday. Paige will be back included with this unless she runs out of town again, like she did to go. I don't know, hug Khalil Mack or something. But uh, we will be doing this every Friday. We'll be picking all of the games. Uh, you'll be able to see on TDFantasy.com. Uh, but the one thing that will be different, actually, is we picked all of the games for you this week. Starting next week, you're going to have to kind of join TD Fantasy Prem to get our top, top picks, our locks of the week. Right now on TDFantasy.com, you can see Jake and my two, big, two picks each that are our locks of the week. But going forward next week, you're going to have to subscribe to TD Fantasy Premium in order to see those picks. But we will pick every other game on this podcast right now every Friday. So for more information about that, go to tdfantasy.com. There's a big banner at the top that says why you should subscribe to TD Fantasy Premium. And you can basically see all week this week all of the content that you will be getting if you subscribe so you can see everything that's unlocked this week. So enough of me shilling for that. You can follow the show on Twitter at tdfantasy underscore, on Twitter and Instagram. Jake, how can they follow you? You can see my rants, including me uh, jumping all over the officiating in the NFL again last night. Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. And you can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at J.A.M.E. Eisner on Instagram. Uh, You can follow Paige at the underscore sports page on Twitter and Instagram. And we will be back to you on Monday, and we will have a whole lot of football to talk about. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.